Hello, and welcome to Sobertown Podcast. I'm your host, Viv, and some of you know me as Sober I Thrive. Make sure to visit our website on SobertownPodcast.com. You will find our free Zoom calendars, Todd's modules for your sober toolbox, sober recovery stories, and our link to the Sobertown Facebook group on SobertownPodcast.com. I'll chat with guests and community members about topics related to sobriety and recovery. There are also a couple of sober communities called Boom, Rethink the Drink, and the I Am Sober app, where most of our website contributors met for SoberTownPodcast.com. Hello, Sobertown. This is your host, Viv. Some of you know me as Sober I Thrive. I've got our guest here today that I'm so excited. She's been featured in Voyage LA, Los Angeles, Shout Out Magazine in Los Angeles. She wrote a column called Risk Taking in Your Professional and Personal Life, Formash Fitness, Chicago Youth Podcast, HBCU, Students from Our Business Entrepreneur Program, how to fight peer pressure to achieve greatness as a business entrepreneur bi-weekly series. Other projects that she has going on right now is launching a gym bag line, a functional bag to help you stay organized and a mindset journal and planner. She has been a trainer at Box, Disney, Paramount Studios, Universal Studios, She's been a trainer for 10 years in group fitness and a one-on-one -on -one trainer and a certified pain-free specialist and was my personal and virtual trainer in the beginning of my journey. It is my honor to introduce Guru Trainer, founder of Shape Up with Gigi, my friend, Gigi Grasso. Hey, Gigi, how are you doing today? Hey, Viv. And I'm great. And I totally didn't have him say any of that stuff. You know what? Your name is. What did you find all that info? You know what? Your name is spoken in very high areas in my life and all over LA. Also, one of the things that I wanted to do is when they see and hear their listeners on our podcast for Sober Town, we'll be able to see a little bit of a snippet on my own personal website as well. And one of the posts or one of the pictures that we're going to post is a, a picture of Gigi in heels with her workout clothes. And it says, this is her quote, I love shoes, but what interests me is the power of the woman who wears them. What I'm going to post is a personal quote that I love from Gigi. And the picture shows you in high heels and workout clothes, and you're in a physical, strong, empowered stance. And the quote is, I love shoes, but what interests me is the power of the woman who wears them, Gigi. Thank you, Gigi, for being here. It is my honor to have you on our Sobertown podcast. Well, thank you, Viv. I'm, when you know, when you asked me, I was just like, my gosh, like, I feel like I got kind of like, I turned a little red. 
because I love when I see my clients turn into superstars. Like I was like starstruck. Oh my God, Vivi's asking me to be on her podcast. Oh, shut up. And I know it's not really. So I appreciate you putting me, putting me on to your listeners. I, I, I understand what it's like to, to have people you want to help and get them started on their journeys. And it's like amazing. Well, you know what? I can speak from personal experience. And this is why I wanted to have you on. Because personally, it is one thing to know of a fitness trainer. And it is another person to have gone through it with the fitness trainer. And just to touch on a little bit of the background, I wanted to say that I trained many times with Gigi when I was still sober curious. What does that mean? I was trying to do sobriety on my own before I got my own sober coach. And then I became one. But more so, I was trying to get sober on my own. So I tried every everything under the sun. I tried sh shamanistic uh you know, life coaching. I tried long life coaching with in every way. I tried to do one on one training with you. And just so it happened that it was in COVID and we were in close quarters and I would show up either hungover, trying to do the dry July, and I couldn't make it 27 days. That was my max because I was trying to hold accountability. I wanted someone to hold me accountable. And in this journey, it allowed me to be able to re realize that the problem was not that I wasn't doing the fitness or couldn't do the fitness. I was looking for all the methods possible. But as a trainer, when you and my server coach came together, that's when the real miracle started beginning to happen. And that's why on some of the pictures that I have on my own site, you see in 100 days the amount of change within my own body. So I am one of the living testimonies that can say personally, on top of all the accolades that I just mentioned, of what an important part of the journey that exercise plays. And this is why I wanted to have you on here. I want people to know that there's joy in sobriety. I am joy-based in sobriety, how to gain joy. We don't have to just stop drinking and our life ends, but it's just barely beginning. And that's where you come in. So tell us a little bit about how you started your business. What happened? Just a little bit of background on you. Thank you for sharing that, Viv. I, so, gosh, this goes back over 10 years ago. This is my 10th year anniversary as a trainer and a coach. And it started, I was going through a really tough divorce. And anyone who's been through that, any kind of life event, I should say, it really just, you lose yourself. You really lose yourself and you start going through this kind of like identity crisis. And through that journey, when you lose yourself, you lose control of your emotions. You don't even know 
what you're angry. You don't know why you're angry. You have no idea. So you start looking for ways. You start feeling fatigued and defeated because you're just, you have all this stuff you're holding on inside that's eating at you internally. So because you're so lost inside, external stuff really weighs down on you. And you start looking for maybe like artificial things to make you feel better or to keep going. So I remember the day that I, I, I looked in the mirror and I was like, my God, I really hate myself. And I said, I, I have to do something. So I went to, I was a corporate financial planner at the time. I went to a, a gym class and it's just that rush, that like dopamine hit of the energy and the, like the feel good music, everything. It's like, I felt so alive, my heart beating. And you know what I mean? In that moment, I was like, okay, I need to start doing things opposite of what I've been doing because it hasn't been working. I started really small. I'm like, I'm going to start taking more of these classes. Then one day somebody's like, oh, you're really, you're a really good Zumba dancer. You should teach it. I'm like, no, that's crazy. Like, that's so embarrassing, you know? And I was like, Gigi, clearly opposite. So he said, you're not going to do it. I'm going to do it. So those small little goals, I, I became a Zumba instructor. Then all of a sudden my classes started asking me to do more classes. My first class was horrible. More classes. From there, I went from group and then I went to one-on-one because -on -one I'm like, well, I wonder what it'd be like to do this one-on-one. -on -one if I could have this profound effect on people. And it was helping me at the same time. So that's kind of how it started. And I fast forward so much more in the middle, you know, but fast forward, I basically changed my career. I was a successful corporate financial planner to health and fitness. You know, I went from crunchy numbers to crunching abs. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, joke drop. You know what? One of the things that I loved about, and I still, I continue to love about you is, you know, that you made it fun. Your effervescence for life, your comedic abil ability was just- much trying to be funny, right? It was just, it was amazing for me. It was amazing. And then, and then as I was going through my journey, I remember you showing me because I was like thinking, okay, she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's never been in my shoes. She doesn't, she doesn't as hell because I just, and I, and I wasn't, and I hadn't been, and I, but at the same time. I didn't want to move. I didn't want to move. I didn't want to move my body. You know, my server coach was telling me that you need to move your body because your body right now needs the good endorphins. You're losing the dopamine. You're, you're, you're in that, you're changing your routine and you need to change it in different ways. So in talking to you, because you're very easy to talk to, in talking to you, I remember you showing me your before and after picture. Oh, Lord, Jesus. Don't tell me you have that with you, Viv. So her before and after picture. And I, 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 I remember you showed it to me and you like, you're like, I know what it is to feel low. I know what it is to feel. Like you said, you know, you said it yourself right now. I hate myself. Once. I knew that there was someone rooting for me that had been through something different and difficult, but had been walk has walked in my shoes as 
not with an addiction per se, because an addiction, I, I've gone over this multiple times. An addiction is a, a habit that we continuously do that is a detriment to ourselves, but we can't stop it. Right. Yes. So, so glad you gave the definition of that because people think that addiction is only, they like separate themselves. Well, I'm not taking drugs or addiction can be your thoughts being negative. An unhealthy habit you keep repeating and you can't stop. So important that you define that. Yeah. I, I mean, it was, for me, it was very eye opening to see the trainer that is training me and to see you. If you see it, it, well, you'll be able to see her because we're going to include all her links on the website. But to see you and to see your videos that you've put, you've put out and to see that energy and who she looks like a Romanian goddess. She <laughs> does. And oh, is it because I'm wearing my Romanian gymnast Olympian coach outfit? Yes. You know, she looks like she's ready for the gymnastics. Get down, give me push ups. <laughs> and I'm she, allowed to say those jokes because I'm Romanian and Greek. So, yeah. And, you know, and, and you also, you were very open in training. You trained Armin and you trained myself together and separate. And you did it separately because we're on separate journeys. Everybody's, which means to me, everybody is on their own journey. Yes. And you, mold you tailor the person not them tailoring to you correct which i had another trainer beforehand which was not his fault i was not ready and or in the mindset but it was not the right fit for me and i was not seeing progress because i wasn't ready i wasn't ready to take the steps but you were also molding everything to the way that I needed to. You, I, you knew what I was going through. I was very open about. I, I couldn't call myself an alcoholic at that time. Because I thought alcoholism was someone that was living under a bridge. And I didn't, I didn't know that alcohol, alcoholics could have nice things. So I would call myself a gray area drinker. Interesting. Gray area drinker. What does that mean? The, so a gray area drinker would be someone that would will binge drink because maybe they don't drink every day, but maybe because they work on Mondays, they'll pick up alcohol on a Friday, binge drink, drink Saturday, binge drink till blackout, and maybe even do it on Sundays binge drink it's once you pick up you you can't put down but that is also an alcoholic so there's not one certain way an alcoholic or the what now is popularly known and i didn't at that time i, I didn't even know all these terms it's alcohol use disorder some people define it as a disease whatever floats your boat you know, it's not one size, no semantics. one is, yeah, it's semantics and it's, this isn't one size fits all. We're all different and we're all walking our own journey. But in fitness, what you did is had compassion and I wanted to talk to you about that nutrition and fitness for our listeners. 
this is where I want people to have knowledge of how we can do all of this. How, how do we go from putting down the bottle and curbing the cravings? How do we go from the dopamine lack to being able to maintain a sober lifestyle? How do we gain joy in sobriety and not feel like I can't drink to I don't want to drink? That's the difference. And I believe that fitness and nutrition is an integral part of it. It has to go hand in hand. There's a saying that says, when we stop drinking, we have to just change one thing, everything. And it's not a bad thing. There's joy and sobriety. And that's why I wanted to bring you in so we could talk about these things. So take it from here. Take it away, Gigi. Take it away, Gigi. Gosh. So, you know, when you first told me about nutrition and fitness party podcast, super excited, but also I felt kind of like, oh my God, where do I start? Right. Which is funny because that's probably how people feel right now listening. Like, where do I start? And then, you know, we could easily go into like a forever, never ending conversation. But what I remember when I was going through, again, addiction comes in many forms, going from negative thoughts and overcoming that, then not being able to focus because my thoughts were racing and being diagnosed before COVID, right when COVID started by my doctor for ADHD, given meds for it that I was struggling with. I got addicted to those and overcoming that. Okay. I wanted to narrow down for you and people listening to something very concise, very simple, because that's what I went through time and time again with multiple addictions and narrowing it down to what worked. And that's what I built the business on. Okay. And the way that my whole training works and what I find is most helpful for people, it, it breaks it up into three things, empowering your mind, training your body and motivating your soul all-encompassing. Now, first and foremost, routine. Routine, routine, routine. How to start. My God, you think you're just going to go get a gym membership, etc.? If that's what's easier and you're there, great. But sitting down, buying a planner, okay, and writing like very simple things like five things you need to do that day. I would include on there, you know, signing up at the gym today looking up a grocery list of top healthiest anti-inflammatory food, making a list and just, just figuring out how do I wake up on time? I know this sounds for people who don't go through these things, sounds very juvenile or silly. This is a freaking task for someone who is all over the place. Getting up, I kid you not, motivation is everything. But you're talking about when you're dropping whatever it is that you're filling yourself with for dopamine, like, drugs, whatever it is, when you stop it, your dopamine drops. You feel depressed and fatigued. How the hell did I wake up in the morning? So all of this is centered around being able to naturally do that so you could get through the day and keeping it simple. Does that make sense so far? It totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. I guess you can relate. But sometimes it's going to be what that routine keeps you on. I've literally said to myself, all right, sit up in bed. Go brush your teeth. Go grab some, some water, turn the coffee machine on, go get your breakfast. 
legit like that. So first and foremost, getting a planner. Second, nutrition. Now, again, I don't want to overwhelm people because it can get very detailed. But if I had to pick, your emotions are all over the place. Your dopamine is dropped. Sugar. Sugar affects dopamine dramatically. And cravings, cravings bring you all over the place. Cravings bring you to racing thoughts, feeling depressed. Basically, all of the root stuff that gets you drinking or taking Adderall, whatever, in the first place. You can't focus, right? I would definitely start with sugar. Either figure out how to replace it naturally, how to monitor your, your sugar levels and your glucose. So one, first and foremost, avoiding sugar and junk food. Start simple. So you're, now you have a routine with your food, breakfast, lunch, dinner, keep it the same. Eat whatever you want to eat. In the beginning, just start a routine. Second, all right, well, I'm just going to start replacing junk food and sugar, packaged food. Take care of that. Now, now you're sticking to whole foods, baby. <laughs> you got the good stuff. Yeah, whole foods. You're not doing the packaged stuff, right? Nutrient-dense foods, you know, like spinach, kale. What's, whatever's green, go, go green. At this point, go for anything green. That's not packaged. You can't go wrong. Don't, don't become overwhelmed. You're going to start looking at like reading everything. You can add on later with that stuff. I did that. I'm a trainer. Like I have a wolf band now. I can check my like, you know, respiratory rate, et cetera. I'm really detailed, but it's my job too as a coach. But for somebody just starting like go green, start buying all kinds of green stuff. Okay. Now protein, greens, your vegetables, protein. Really good lean protein, like wild fish, chicken, lean beef, eggs, seeds. A lot of people overlook seeds. Walnuts, sunflower seeds. It could be peanut butter, almond butter. There's sunflower butter, butter, like it's endless. There's so much out there now, it's impossible. It makes it a lot easier, you know? So you have your greens, your vegetables, your protein, now your carbs. What, do you, what have you learned so far about carbs? It's kind of the enemy a little bit. Oh my God, let's cut out carbs. And it's brain food. It's right. And we're in that brain fog, especially yes. in the beginning of drinking. It's, it's mo most of that is related to the sugar in the first place. Now, I don't mean all carbs. There are certain, like there are healthy carbs for you. And certain times of the day, that's better to eat them. But like I said, in the beginning, just start by picking the better carbs, like high fiber carbs. It just, helps monitor, again, your blood sugar. All these things keep your blood sugar intact so you're not yo-yo-yoing all over the place. And some high-fiber foods are like bulgur, brown rice, white and sweet potato. I, I wouldn't, I would kind of try to stay away from white rice. You know, there's certain types of carbs that make your blood sugar spike, not in a good way, you know, and cause a, more inflammation in your body. Than other things, because I mean, what happens to your body when you drink this? I was full of it. I'm sure. Has anybody seen like your yeah. before and after? How inflammated you look? That wasn't like weight gain necessarily. That was like inflammation. Because in a hundred days, it wasn't the. It, it was. It looked like I had lost between one hundred days. If you saw the before and afters, and if you've seen the before and afters, it looks like I dropped fifty pounds. But in reality. I think the amount of weight that I had dropped in two months was 
closer to maybe 20, 25, but it was inflammation. Inflammation. Yeah. And, you know, we could get overwhelmed. I think from my own journey, we, we try to kind of do too much in the beginning. Like, oh, have you heard of the Atkins diet? Oh, ketosis. Like, and we don't know anything about that in the first place. So we're not even doing it correctly. On top of that, they're like, what about intermittent fasting? We live in an information gifted time, but that has its downsides too, where too much overload. Why are you doing all of that? I just want to bring it back to basics. And deprivation. Right? Doesn't that make you feel better already knowing that you don't have to boggle your mind with all of that stuff? You don't have to be a food scientist. Well, not only that, but the deprivation, there's that HALT method that we use and is, are you hungry? Are you angry? Are Ooh, you I like that. Are you tired? All hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Yes. And this is for addiction across the board. So all these addictions, not only alcohol, when we're talking about sex addiction, when we're talking about food addiction, when we're talking about any type of addiction under the sun, the HALT method is the, one of the, the strongest things that we use is before you go for, let's say that you're going to quit smoking, even the smoking, yeah. you, am I hungry? Am I angry? Because then we're in fight or flight. Mm -hmm. and, and we don't, we can't think when we're in fight or flight. All we want to do is grab that weapon, stab and attack the animal. So we're in fight or flight. But instead of attacking and grabbing that weapon, we go to the weapon of choice, whatever your drug of choice is. That could be food. That could be, here we're talking about alcohol. So we got to do that check-in. Am I lonely? Am I lonely? Am I bored? Am, you know, just because you have boredom, because you haven't filled it in with anything else, you'll go for that, right? Coping mechanism. Am I tired? The brain, when it is tired, and in, when, we, when we are in addiction, or if we've been in addiction, it takes a whole one year, 12 months for alcohol to leave the body from all the organs. So wow. if it were to be in a car crash, God forbid. But and that's longer than most marriages. Girl, you're in you a long time, <laughs> at least in LA. Uh, and you know what? And, and so what, if they were to go look into my organs, open them up, they're going to find alcohol. If I'm under like, a that is what happened. <laughs> that is insane. So knowing those things. Okay. So why is tired? One of them tired is because when you're in active addiction, especially alcoholism mm -hmm. in, in any form wine, because some, I, you know, some people will say, well, I, I was only a wine drinker. I was a tequila drinker, you know, different types of alcohol, any type of alcohol. You never sleep. You never reach. Wow. That's true. You're not getting recovery. So you are sleep deprived. So, you know, you need rest. So that halt method of tired, you're like, I'm tired and I don't know what this feels like because I haven't been sleeping for the past 10 years of my life. Let me go to my coping mechanism again. Right. You what, what do they say? You would tell me go recover. Recovery. Results are in your recovery. 
you would tell me recover from the exercise. You would say, you know, this is what we're going to, this is, we're not going to work with on just your legs today. And then tomorrow we're going to do the legs again. And then the next day we're going to do the legs again. We're going to work each part of your body and we're not going to do it every day. We're going to stick in some cardio in there. And so you would change it up for me in order to give me that variation of, you know, being able to repair that muscle. Right. That's the same thing that happens in our mind, in our organs, in our brain. So that's why I think it was so important to have you on my team and, you know, and to have my sober coach because I had the science of addiction and to have you as the science of what was going on in my body and with nutrition because you gave me a lot of really good tips when I was, I just, I just didn't know what to do with myself. And I know that, and and we're going to talk about this that I think is very important about nutrition because we're, we'll talk about the exercise, but I think that the nutrition, the best food for alcohol detox while while we're waiting in early recovery. So I find that I have clients that come to me at six months of sobriety. Okay. And they have been eating junk food and they haven't been feeling the greatest still. And they haven't incorporated. So I can pick it up from that point because what what we're trying to do, and my goal is, and I know that it's your same goal, is we're trying to create a lifestyle. So which foods provide the best nutrition and addiction recovery? So just like you spoke about and you were telling me, fruits, vegetables, grains, beans, nuts, low-fat meats. And you gave me, you, you talked about rebuilding my immune system. Talk a, a little bit about that. Why is it so important? So to piggyback off of what you said about starting with the with foods, there again, back to the glucose and your immune system as part of recovery. You know, your immune system is what protects you and getting sick and more inflammation in your body, going and getting into another cross addiction, whatever it is. Leafy greens, spinach, collards, kale. For example, nuts, some of my favorites are almonds, cashews, pistachios, whole grains, steel cut. So not, not all grains, like there's some refined grains, like I mentioned white rice. I'm just not a fan. Pasta, this stuff, stick to like 80-20, you know, in the beginning. Always. This is my lifestyle percentage of choice, right? Mm -hmm. So white rice, that's, that's what I consider refined. Whole grain are still cut oats, for example. And certain vegetables, I'm going to go back to vegetables because I, I kind of separate the leafy greens from the vegetables. Not starchy is better. Asparagus, broccoli, green beans, squash, mushrooms, you know. And then, you know, you mentioned the protein. Now this kind of goes into when you mentioned the low fat. Low fat is good, but don't be afraid of high fat. Also very good, especially my next recommendation, supplements, for example, another way to kind of naturally increase dopamine is taking vitamin D. 
Now people think, oh, I'm just going to pop those pills. <laughs> this is, the absorption rate is very important. And it, the, the vitamin D works better when taken with more high fat foods like avocado, eggs, things like that. So you and take why, it along with that. It has a higher absorption rate. And why do we need the vitamin D? Vitamin D is very important with your immune system, your dopamine levels. It just, it's, we're very, we're highly deficient in it because people don't really get out much. We've become very sedentary, especially after COVID. And of course, also genetics. There's certain areas of the globe where genetically our ancestry gets passed down. So we might just naturally, it might be inherited. Getting some sun, you know, certain times of the day, it's better to get sun like between 12 and 3 for example 11 and 2 so very important and it's very simple like get out some sun that improves your mood endorphins you know right it, the, and the vitamin d is actually a supplement because i have a lot of clients that live in states right now you know there's a winter storm going on and they're like i can't get out winter states yeah yeah so that's when the vitamin d and I also remember you recommending ashwagandha, which we're not, check with your doctors. We're not doctors. Even with vitamin D, like there's certain, there's standard units you should take. Yeah. Always check with your doctor. Yeah. But ashwagandha, ashwagandha helped me, with, it's used in many parts of the world. It's like, like an Indian bush, used even in Indian hospitals to help with your mood and your anxiety. It was, it was nuts. Like I said, this watch, this band monitors my recovery. When I started taking it for me personally, boom, it went from my highest peak recovery, 65% to 95. Yeah. And you don't know you're stressed. I don't know you're stressed out. Exactly. Well, this is normal. You think you're all normal. You're talking fast. It. No, it's not okay. Well, especially when we were, when we first become sober. Well, what happens is. Yeah. What does that feel like in the beginning? We, we don't know what feelings feel like. Because we drink at all our feelings. We were sad. We drank. We celebrated. We drank. We were happy. We drank. We were mad. We drank. So we never felt feelings. Interesting. So yeah, I guess to numb your feelings. I've done that. Give me that wine, you know? Yeah. Exactly. I had a messed up day. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's like that girlfriend's over. Everything is centered around that environment. Absolutely. It is. Yeah, it is. I tell my friends now, I'm like, oh, we know we'll have a glass of wine, let's say, right? And I'm like, but just letting you know, wine is not the answer. <laughs> no, and you're uh, constantly have to keep saying that. And you're what we call, <laughs> what we call muggles, a normie, and what is normal. But oh I look at the Harry Potter. Yeah. They're muggles. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're, you can Gryffindor right here. <laughs> because you would tell me, you know what, Bib? Okay. Cause I was like, all right, I really want, you know, like I'm, I'm craving that burn of the alcohol. And then you would, you, you were like, okay, I'm going to give you a drink that you're going to, it's going to fool your brain and it's going to fool your mind. And also when I found out the, and when, <laughs> when I found out what it, why it was so important, what was the drink of choice that you gave me? Soda water and lime and hot sauce, baby. I remember the, the look you made when I told you that. You were like, what? Like, you're crazy. You're fired. 
I'm paying her all this money for for this, this bee to come over here and tell me about hot sauce in my drink. So in doing in this research with you, I was looking at what you sent me in and cayenne pepper for alcohol detox. Cayenne pepper is a natural spice that may, that may help with alcohol detox because it contains capsi, capsicin, uh, capsati, capsicin, which has been shown to have pain-relieving and appetite-stimulating effects. This can oh. be helpful in early recovery when cravings are at all-time high. It stimulates and releases endorphins. And so it says recipes that can contain cayenne pepper, vegetable soup, Indian curry, spicy marinades, chili con carne, chile con carne, and chili sauce. So what you were giving me was basically, boom, you were helping me with those to relieve the effects that the effects of the alcohol cravings when they were all at an all-time high. And now I'm all about it. I cut up the jalapenos in it. Yeah. You know, the fresh jalapenos, and I'll just throw them in there. But you were like, Tabasco sauce, man. You don't have something close. You get Tabasco sauce, order yourself that soda water, and throw the Tabasco sauce in there. Mm -hmm. It was good. It's not bad. And no. you know what? Like throwing some crushed cucumbers in there for hydration. Oh my God. Lime, not lemon. Alkalize your body too. Like it's great. And you, isn't it half the time it's like you want to carry something? It's habit. That's exactly it. You know, I heard something crazy for smokers, like people who over who overcame smoking by just eating baby carrots because it's this constant. The fixation. You no. Know? So. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I thought it was, it, it's incredible. And when I asked you, I remember specifically asked and Armin too, because you guys would talk because hey Armin, <laughs> well later on I found out because I was on this thing that okay I'm sober now, so so I'm 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 ten days sober or I'm five days sober, uh-huh. which every day in sobriety, especially in the beginning, feels like cat ears. Or dog years. It's seven. Oh, gosh, I bet. Yeah. So it was a trying each and every day. And I remember saying to you, hey, should I go on an intermittent diet and do a fasting? And you were like, no, I don't think you're very nice about it. No, I really don't think it's that good. And then later on, Armin told me that you had mentioned to him, you know what, Viv's asking me about that and she might want to order, you know, order these boxes because at the time I was trying to, I was trying to work out with you. I was doing fasting boxes of Prolon and hold on. Yeah. And and I was doing all of that and not seeing any results. So I thought, okay, well, now that I'm not drinking, now let me fast because what happens in, in the addict mind, and this is very normal, is that we drink so much to lose ourselves that we went to a blackout. And because, you know, we lost that time, now we want to regain it all at once. It's like, you know, how you, how I would say, like someone that has a car and all of a sudden they get, you know, they, they have their first little hoopty 
which is what we can call it out of here, the hoopty, you know, and all of a sudden you get whatever is your dream car. And then you're, you just want to drive everywhere because you have, you've been driving that hoopty and mm-hmm. that same thing, you know, the body, I had this hoopty, I'm not drinking anymore, I'm sleeping. And so now I want to go on fasting or I want to, and you're like, nope, because if I deprive my body, it's going to get triggered again, highly triggered. It just wasn't, and I'm not talking poorly about fast. Mm-hmm. There's a timing and it's what's your goal. Oh, yeah. It's so important to identify goals. And that goes back to the journal, why it's important too. Because the, the first thing you want to write is short-term goals. You know, you have your long-term we know what that is. You want to be able to overcome, right? What are your short-term goals? And that's just not part of, it is not the best decision at that moment. Oh, absolutely. It's too not. much drama. It's like, you ever see like a boxer prepare for a fight? Or somebody preparing for a big Super Bowl game? A billionaire focusing on his company? Well, the first thing too is like, they cut out all drama. And they try to hone in on that one, the, the prize. You think they want that crazy girlfriend? <laughs> Your fast was the crazy girlfriend. I want that later. I'm like, yeah, what? You don't need that. You don't need that anymore. It, it's, it, I mean, totally true. Exactly. So in the, I, I remember saying I'm craving sugar like crazy. And this is normal. Very, very, very normal. Because we no longer have the sugar from the alcohol. Right. So body is craving that dopamine hit. And so you gave me, go get monk sugar. Go get that monk sugar. Go get the Splenda if you want. Remember the frozen fruit, like the raspberries? I, I'm still a... Blend that, you have ice cream. You know, oh. there's ways replacing that with... And there's so much more since we've trained that's come out on the market. That's like amazing. It, it, but that, to me, that you going hand in hand and saying... Do the raspberries, throw the monk sugar as much as you want in there with the Greek yogurt. You can get it plain or however you want. And you're just, I'm basically having raspberries with whipped cream. And I was eating that like I, there was no, I remember you, like, no, stopped up on it one time. I was like, what in tarnation? It was, it looked like a little pie. But in the beginning, it was like, here came Viv. So she put like a little bit of, Greek yogurt, like a little bit of fruit, and this pile of freaking whipped cream on top. Like, why are you so proud of myself? I'm trying to sift through the whipped cream. I was like, oh, yeah, it's in there. I think I see a raspberry. You know what? And it was incredible because that would would satisfy my the sugar that I yeah, wanted. But it was a buildup, right? It was the buildup. It was the buildup. But that the the you know the alternatives to sugar. Mm-hmm. Her, the best kinds that I could have, I wasn't going to have that drop. Yeah. You know, and you were teaching me that. So it, it has the best fruits for when we are trying in the beginning of, in the beginning, or not even in the beginning, because the, 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 the beginning is you stop drinking. Okay. But you continue to eat not you know, you just continue to eat the whatever it is that you want to eat that is not prepackaged food. You're going to lose the inflammation. You're going to feel better. You're going to feel. There's a thing that I do with the people that I 
that I train as a sober coach and you taught it to me. I do the MBS, the mind body check, you know, mind body. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. And they have, you know, they've adopted it, but you taught me that MBS, mind body soul. Let's do a check-in. And it was a text message. And that taught me to do implement it because it helped me where am I at? Where's my mind? Get present with my feelings, Mm -hmm. my body, my soul. So that allowed me, I mean, that there was this, there was a tango between us, which should be between you and the person that you're, if you choose to have, like you virtual, you did virtual training because I moved an hour away from, from you. And I didn't know anybody in the area and I didn't know the gyms out here. And I, I just, you know, I was still in this grieving process over my marriage because I was through that breakup of it. I mean, luckily we came together and, and it was, you know, we're in a happy place, both of us in recovery. But it was also not only was did I break up from the alcohol, but then I went through the actual breakup in the relationship. So you virtually trained me and you were there. You were, okay, you were giving me the hour that I needed in order to get my body fit. We didn't stop. And in between, it was, we were, you know, you were showing me, okay, get on, take a picture of what you're doing. You held me for accountability. And that is the, that is perfect. Accountability is everything. Backed with science. Someone that knows what they're doing, because, like I said, I've had personal trainers before, not their fault, but I didn't get the results that I wanted. Also, because they didn't know the science of what I needed, they didn't study it. They just, you know, as there's, you know, even even as a sober coach myself, I talk about this. I paid someone to help my husband get sober. And I thought she was a sober coach and she was keeping him in addiction because he was a cash cow. What does that mean? It means if, if he was in, she oh, was a cash cow, like he was, she was allowing the relapse. She would say, okay, you know what? If he relapse, it's okay. We can talk about it. We'll talk about it. Well, we, you can talk about it for a year mm-hmm. and, and not see where what happened a relapse is data points a relapse is basically you're collecting data but with a sober coach it's much like you you probably have clients that you don't see results and they're pissed off worse but you're saying okay well you don't have did you what did you do give me your i see what you're saying it's kind of like me somebody coming to me that they don't have results right and i'm just kind of like I keep going in a sense. We talk about it, but we don't have an action plan. I don't ask questions. What happened? How can we prevent this in the future? How can we overcome this next time? How can I I keep you? Otherwise, you're going to keep repeating itself like therapy. And how can I go to therapy for five, 10 years? If all you're doing is reliving these events in your life, it just keeps you there. There's no overcoming, really. Right. And and so in that... Very, very good point that... It was because yeah, I have clients that have therapists and they have me as a sober coach. Oh, yeah. Because they want to know what happened. And some of them don't. They don't want to know what happened. So a sober coach basically is I'm here. I move forward. 
your the same way in the sense that you're like, okay, or you're here at this weight. What is your goal? What is your goal? And if it's not working, let's discuss, are we changing the goals? Do we need to change the goals if we're not hitting them? Yeah. Are you training a marathon? Are you training for a 5K? Are you just wanting to, you know, work up? What do you want to do? There's so many things. But if I tell you, this is what my goal is, and you just keep me in the loop of of, of the addiction, we're going to be there for years and all you're going to see me and you're not going to help me. You're just going to basically call me. Well, that's what happens with someone that has an addiction. You're that would be the perfect person because you're allowing them to do whatever they want. Right. You're kind so, of feeding into it. You know, you're not actively doing something to help them overcome. Right. Right. And journey for both, you know, the person and the coach, you know, like. Every, no matter how much I have my stuff in place, every person's a new discovery, a different approach. Bottom line, we're all the same. We all operate off of love and fear and we all need to tap with these same things, but differently, different approaches, you know, different ways of communicating. I think the biggest thing with like the food and the exercise, being open to learn. Is right. True. Absolutely. Be, yeah, Listening, being be, open for change and learning. Because if I told you, you know what, Gigi, I'm not eating your fruits and vegetables. You listen here, Gigi. Screw your raspberries, all right? How about you take these nuts and stick them up your... You know, it's hand in hand. Again, you're, yeah. if you're investing the way I thought about it was if I'm no longer drinking, I'm taking that money and I'm reinvesting it in things that are going to bring me health. I would spend easy on a bottle of alcohol easily. And this is because I was embarrassed on on the app that I, I logged in. There was a daily counter that my sober coach told me to get. And it's for motivation. And it says, how much do you drink a day? And for me, I was so embarrassed and I didn't know how much it was, how known it was going to be that I put $30 a day. Okay. Because I would think two bottles of wine, 15 bucks a day. That was my minimum. All right. That wasn't the truth. It was a lot more than that. But at the end, what it was costing me, if I went to to seven days, that $30 is $210 a week. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, and I know that that was on the low end. And that's just wine. That's just wine. Let me and, and a vodka bottle, good vodka bottle that costs fifteen dollars. And on Tell top, me. on top, but on top of that, if that was my goal, and I wanted to leave because it was destructive, it was destroying my life, my family, my mental health. Alcohol did this, so then might as well use that money that I was already using. Where was my money going? Then I said. Reinvested in the server coach and reinvested. Yes. In Mm -hmm. back into myself. Let me give myself this gift. Yep. It's an investment. It's an investment. It's not an expense. It's your normal way of being. It now the whole that is no is the alcohol that you say, okay, I miss it and I, you know, I don't have it in my life anymore. But what are you going to fill the hole with? And it's very important to understand that fitness, nutrition, discipline, motivation, all of these things go hand in hand. 
So this is why we're talking about those listeners that are starting this journey. So they have the information at their fingertips that we're giving them, quote unquote, the, the cheat sheet. So the cheat sheet for fruits and vegetables for alcohol detox, raspberries, grapefruit, apples, cucumbers, tomatoes, forms of lettuce, pears, oranges, and bananas. And it says one of the best ways to curb the craving of sweets is by eating these fruits, which is what you gave me. If you're trying to detox from alcohol, fruits are a great way to have that sweet fix without getting too hungry in between meals. As yes. far as the whole grains that you covered, the whole grains are also rich in fiber, but and are slow to release of sugar into a person's system to help prevent mood, mood swings. They right. also help you feel fuller longer and provide ongoing energy. One serving of a whole grain a day. The best whole grains for alcohol detox are brown rice, quinoa, whole wheat bread and pasta, oatmeal, and barley. It says avoid, just like you were talking about, I'm, you know, reiterating white rice, processed cereals, white flour, or corn, cornmeal. These options have no filter content, which can lead to feeling you sluggish after each meal. Uh -huh. Which all goes back to the glucose, the sugar, blood sugar. Yeah. The, yeah. the glucose, which is what you were telling us, you know, does the, your imagined off it was just bringing you way up here. And it affects beyond the money you spend on the alcohol. Think about you're less productive. You're making less money. You're losing money there. Time with friends. Your decision. They actually have studies on your decision making is affected. They did a study, a group of people. They asked them a question, a scenario where somebody does something wrong. They had the group of people who ate whatever, junk food, sugar for breakfast in the morning, et cetera. And then the group of people who stuck to the leafy greens, et cetera. All the people who had the glucose spike, the blood sugar, they answered, punish the person versus the so to punish the person who did that wrong thing. And the other group did not have such an aggressive, you know what I mean? Had more compassion. Yeah. And there's other ways you can. So people think, oh, it's more expensive. No, it's actually not. You buy just basic stuff. You save money. Packaged stuff. You don't need all that stuff. Stick to just like veggies, you know, like the meats, et cetera. And the way that you even eat your food. So you're already, there are multiple ways of keeping a balanced blood sugar. Then your first go-to is going to be like, let me eat sweets. But as you're doing this, you are also exercising, further drops it, getting vitamin D also helps. You don't need sugary foods to control that. People seem to think that you have to do that. The high fiber also balances it out. Eating a certain order on your plate. Start with the leafy greens first, then the lean protein carbs last. That also affects it by like 40%. And on top of that, I mean, there's, it's like, there's endless. On top of that, my next tip would be having a glass with apple cider vinegar also helps. Going for a walk right after you eat also helps. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with everything. I didn't know about the apple cider vinegar. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it, them use it as kind of like in a mocktail too. 
Like it's so great. That's another, that's awesome. So that's another drink where you could do the apple cider vinegar. I've done personally, just a tablespoon and soda water helps. And it just gives it this kind of tart. Which is what we're looking for, you know, that, that Mm -hmm. in the beginning. But just drinking that before you eat and going for a walk in the sun. I mean, you combine things. It sounds overwhelming, but when you figure out a way to do all this together. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. You know, and it's just, and you save money. Yeah. And you save You know, you look for excuses and like the exercising, you know, and I'll share with you in a bit, like my favorite types of exercise. Ultimately, it's whatever gets you moving. Just moves. I remember the first time I shared with, in the beginning, I was never a smoker. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I started picking up smoking. Because our Armin smoked at that time, my my, my spouse smoked right. at, at that time. So I was smoking it, and my so I told my sober coach, I said, "You know what? I started smoking." And she goes, "That's you know, you're not going to black out. You're not going to get a DUI. That's fine. Not you. I you are going to balance this out with exercise because I'm not going to have you pick up us across addiction and not without the help. You want this? Yes. Going to balance it out with this." Because if not, you're going to be smoking more. And it made sense. You're going to be smoking more to get that dopamine hit. But if you exercise, you're not going to need the dopamine hit as much. I was like, oh, okay. Yes. And it's all related to why you're exercising. Back to blood sugar, back to your mood. My top three type of exercises are one, yoga. Super important for mobility, groundwork, breath work. You know, yoga does the breathing controls like your like anxiety breathing you know brings down your heart rate and the second is strengthening your muscles go through a lot of atrophy because you're not and then you get injured you're not feeling powerful you're not getting endorphins weightlifting strength training body weight first start with your body weight you don't need to do anything crazy you know and then the last one is explosive exercises like plyometrics you know jump roping jumps running sprinting things like that i remember I these stuff yeah we, it's fun we did that first that that was the first thing that you put me into was because i felt all the inflammation i would wake up in the morning and i would feel like my hands were just so tight and it was just all the inflammation the mobility yeah, yeah. and i was like but i much in the beginning but i would i i would say Oh my gosh, I'm 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 just getting older. My joints, my this, my that, right? And even though I had stopped drinking, but no, as the inflammation was going down, mm-hmm. and we were exercising, mm-hmm. we were having me do forms of yoga that were not yoga. I and and I don't know exactly what we were doing, but I, <laughs> that you would have me do, and I know certain poses, but you would have me do certain poses and hold and hold. Yes. And do. And it was getting more tendons for like, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff to prep your body. And since then I'd become a, I'm a pain-free specialist now. I have my certification and what, what that means. Being able to train someone, not just from a corrective standpoint, because posture is like off, right? Pain-free. Where there, what can we do to go around that pain? There's, there's a lot of knowledge there and there's a lot of benefit and understanding how to work around that. So someone that has like a knee. Yeah. I'm not a physical therapist, but there's a lot of info there. 
So anybody that has like, 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 let's say they say, oh, I can't work out because I had a knee injury. Mm -hmm. You, oh yeah. I'm like, questions, learning. Well, what happened? Where do you feel it? What, how often? What, you know, like. Exactly. Exactly. And, and again, tailoring it. Exactly. You know, I'm not a doctor, but I know there are many positions and types of exercise and ways you can work the muscle to work around that knee pain and to strengthen the muscles around the knee. Yeah. I, I yeah. And, and depending on what it is, again, it's hard to say now. That's why we go through an assessment. You know, I, I, I give complimentary assessments. So we evaluate all of that. I'm sure you do that too. So. Because you want to so, know that you're going to be compatible with the person. You want to know be ready, you know, for, you know, to actually have the commitment to want to do 30 minutes a day or an hour a day or whatever it is that they're going to do with you. Because I know that you offer an array of packages, which we're going to have all the links again here for. And it doesn't matter. I mean, Gigi is online and she does it through Zoom. And so I know that you have clients all over the world that you train. So the other thing that you were recommending, I remember, was to take a lot of the vitamin B. The B12. The B12. Mm -hmm. B12 is also a good one. And the B12 was because you were just saying that it, it, it helps with the brain fog and, and milk thistle, A, D, and E. Lack of vitamin A can cause liver damage. Lack of vitamin D can cause the body to have difficulty absorbing calcium. The causes that causes bone mass and density. Vitamin deficiency in turn makes alcoholics more vulnerable to illnesses and disease like pneumonia, pneumonia, tuberculosis, since the immune systems are weak without the necessary vitamins for protection against illnesses. Foods that are high in vitamins and minerals include beef, chicken, lean fish, spinach, broccoli, orange juice, raisins, and dried fruit. And you told me to be careful with the orange juice because some of them were too high in sugar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would always say fresh whole fruits in comparison to the juice. I, I wouldn't, there's really no need to buy juice. Yeah, there isn't. And if you're going to, you have a juicer, which is something that I love and I use often, I would juice more, you know, chicken bowls like celery, et cetera, and put like one green apple in there or something. <laughs> I was, you were said, I was doing celery juice. I oh, I love celery juice. That's it, great. It was the, the re liver repair and inflammation. Mm -hmm. and oh, I, I love celery juice. I, to this day, I still, I wake up in the morning and the first thing I have on my stomach is, you know, my, Celery, spinach, ginger, lime, cucumber, and green apple or pear, one or the other. It's so important. So important. And it says also use of the omega-3 fatty acids, magnesium, zinc, and of course, all the vitamin A, B, C, D, and E that we already covered. Also, it said nutrient-packed liquids for alcohol. It says you would tell me. To do soups, stews, smoothies, they were a crucial part of my recovery process. Restoring the gut function, which was damaged by substance abuse. And in turn, it, it had put a major strain on my digestive system. 
Before any solid food can enter the body, soups and other liquid dishes offer some relief during detoxification. When you're still trying to get back into the firm dietary ground again, it's also less taxing on our systems. I remember you telling me that, like, basically coming over, you know, and and cooking cooking in my kitchen with me and showing me what. <laughs> so that was, I mean, that was really awesome. The healthy snacks that you gave me because I, it, you would hand these out. Almonds, walnuts, hazelnuts, pistachios, Brazil nuts, cashews, peanuts, and pecans. Although you had them listed, you know, from your preferred and, and what was not preferred. But so let's get into, oh, and so you told me avoid candy bars, cookies, caffeine, that I could have caffeine, but it was you know, don't overdo it like the pots and pots of coffee like I was, you know, when I was uh, basically hung over. And there's healthier things you could, because again, cutting out too many things at once, like I replaced because I needed in the morning, I like waking up and having something, right? I did mushroom coffee and it has so many benefits, blood pressure, again, with your blood sugar. Amazing. And also soda, of course. Soda. The worst. The worst of them all. Yeah. It, it, foods that contain lots of electrolytes and or water that you recommended to me were Greek yogurt, avocados, watermelon, beans, potatoes, some some t- sorts of potatoes, because also you, you would recommend that they would turn into sugar if not taken correctly, and uh, peaches, and so I could sip on green tea, and also the hibiscus, the flower of hibiscus for hydration. Like has like a little tart flavor. Yeah, yeah. But going back, I like that one cold. I don't, I don't like it hot. No, I only drink it cold. Yeah, some like people do drink it hot. I'm like, no. But going back to the, to the exercise and why it was so important. What is it that you see in most clients? And now we're going to generalize. By the way, it, it, so every coach, I will say this: we have coaches. I have my own coach. You have your own coach. Right, right. Which happened just to be also in re- recovery, right? He's been recovered like 20 years or something like that, you had told me. Yes. So my current coach, you know, I always, I'm always doing mentorships myself. Uh-huh. And my current coach has been sober, gosh, a long time. Like 10, 10 years or something yeah. like that. And I actually had a discussion with him right before our podcast and we went over like all of this stuff and you know he basically said the same things and how important it is to he talked about like really being open to learn was the huge thing he's like he's like, be open to keep learning keep learning and building that relationship with yourself and not not necessarily look for external stuff like the artificial stuff coming up with attainable goals and that it's okay to not feel perfect all the time it's okay if you feel kind of sometimes, yeah, no, yeah. And, you know, it's just the beauty of, I think what really helped me overall, because you can do discipline planners all you want. And this comes to the very last point from my perspective in terms of you're here, you, we're here. Why are we here? What's your purpose? Why are we here on, on, on earth? Why are we alive? We should have like feel all of those feelings. We're here to feel anger and happiness. 
We're here to stand, to fall. We're here to like be loud, be silent. I mean, you're here for it all. You should experience everything. You're here to connect. And that's the last one I say, motivate your soul, the MBS, MBS, you know, mind, body, soul. That's journaling, helping others, you know, physical touch, hugging friends, being around loved ones that make you feel good. I'm not talking those toxic relationships, identifying those toxic relationships. So finding a ways to connect is huge. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. There's a saying that we have in our community is, and this goes for all addictions, connection beats addiction. Oh, I love that. And that's, oh, that is so important. We all saw it during COVID just how important it is. I, I, I even started doing research like during my anxiety when it would, when it would skyrocket, right? I took my heart rate to see what would drop it the most, the quickest. And the two biggest things for me were physical touch. It was holding my daughter's hand, you know, and helping someone. Isn't that incredible? The other stuff helped too, like coloring. I have coloring books. But not, not at the profound effect of physical touch. Yeah, that's why it was, it, I, I honestly, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate you giving all of this. It's, it's not just nutrition. You, you can be as nutritious as you want, but if you're not moving your body. Mm-hmm. So what my final question that I like to ask all my guests is what would you advise someone in the beginning of their journey? Uh, stopping because we are talking about addiction. What would you advise them to do? What are the what is the ground, the root that you want to leave them with? And it's a very good question. And I love that you're kind of capturing that at the end to recap. So I noticed there was a trend. It didn't, again, it didn't, it didn't matter what kind of addiction. And I, I, narrow, I want to narrow it down to like my top five. And I would say top fives. One, a planner, discipline. Your mind handling those racing thoughts, being in the present moment, a planner will help that. So getting a planner. And the second thing would be your nutrition. Start cutting out sugar, specifically working around the idea of your blood sugar. You don't have to get into details. Just start buying leafy greens. Cut out the, replace your package stocks with whole foods. Anything that you see that's not packaged, buy that. Buy it because you cannot possibly think of anything not packaged that's not really good for you. If you think about it, right? Right. And the third one is exercise. Very important. Yoga, strength training, plyometrics. Just move, really. Just move. Fourth, connection. Not losing touch with the outside world. I know sometimes we feel like, you know, we want to like cut everyone off, either out of embarrassment or judgment. Usually it's judgment. People are more afraid of judgment than death itself. It's crazy, but we all feel the same way, right? Connection. Identify the people that you love. Just, you know when you feel good. Do the stuff that makes you feel good. Color, color that book. Listen to music. You want to put on like, you know, Birdman? What happened to that boy? And pop it? <laughs> Do it. Anything that makes you feel more connected. Especially hugging and helping people. Volunteer for stuff. Particularly in your area. Well, you can see that, right? 
And the last one, I saved the best for last because it's an ongoing journey. And as many years and as old as I am, honey, <laughs> I can't tell you how old. In my experience, professional help. Get a coach, get a trainer, get a mentor. The fact, if you think that you don't need any of those, you're not there yet. Yeah. Well, it starts here with professional help. I don't want to put that first because I wanted to close it off that way. Right? Professional help is, I mean, they will help you with the planner, with the food, with the nutrition, with all of that stuff. Why wouldn't you do that? Your That's like having a team without a freaking coach. That's blasphemy. You ain't winning no Super Bowls without a head coach. You need your former coach as your head coach. Then guess what? You got a strength conditioning coach, offense coach, defense coach. God damn it, people. That's why everybody's like, I didn't go to Zooms for myself. And it's my choice because I had you to bounce off, you know, the one-on-one time that we had. And I also had my my sober coach, mm-hmm. you know. So I had my connections and there's so many of us out there that are out of embarrassment, out of embarrassment, do not want to go to Zooms, do not want to go to the gym. Yeah, and I get it. And don't want to do, but then this is where you go. You go to a coach, you go to a sober coach, you go to, you know, someone, a a coach, I would consider you a coach, a gym trainer. Someone that you can do it in the comfort of your own home. Yeah. Splurge. You are the best gift that you will ever give yourself. Sobriety. You, your health. Your life. Your safe life. Absolutely. And guess what? There's always like, gosh, I remember like at a time where like I get financials. I totally understand. But like, have you ever, have you ever seen a crack addict? Like there's, you can find, like, I've asked people, gift that to me. Christmas is coming. I want this package. I want, there's always a way, you know what I mean? And I just can't stress it enough because it changed my life. Like my, my coaches, my trainers changed my life. But Gigi, I mean, this is, this is, this comes to me. If anything, if you're on this journey and you are actually abstaining from alcohol and you're doing great, you're on your own. And what there's some, some of us call it white knuckling. You're just, you're holding on to that steering wheel because they turn white. Oh, that's funny. The white knuckling. Girl, you're funny. You're white knuckling it. Yeah. Think about how much money you spent on alcohol. Ooh, child. <laughs> you know, because Vegas trips, blah. We don't, we think it, the, the, the actual counter that I came from, which there are many counters out there. There's boom, we think the drink. There's IAS, but there's many of them out there. They tell you, put in the dollar amount that you spent a day. So to date, I am over, which I'm going into my third year of sobriety. I'm over $28,000 saved. Dude, that's a freaking salary for some people. Of $30 a day. So if I had that money to spend it, take a look at where the finances are going. Yeah. You don't do that. Make you a priority. That is the biggest thing. You are the priority. So if you're saying, I don't have the money, we have the money to drink. Yeah. So, yeah. So what would you say would be the first step? I would be like, could they book something with you first? Like maybe a complimentary thing. Like, would that be something that's doable? It doesn't even require any money at all. Right. 
even with you, I know that it like you and I both do like the complimentary. Yeah. You know, and that way we can assess what is going to work for that person. Right. Because no two people are created equal. And like me, you gave me homework. Do this on the days off because yes. you had other clients as well. Yeah. And so so everything is, you know, not cookie cutter. It's we can do this. We can do this on our own. We can. And I just want I want to thank you. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. We are going to have listed all of all of your links on this podcast. And also we're going to have a visual on my soberithrive.org website. And also you can find Gigi. Easiest way to find you. Easiest way. They're listening to you right now and they want to look you up. How, how can they find you? Well, easiest way, I mean, if you just type in Shape Up With Gigi anywhere, like Instagram, like Google, you're going to get a pop-up. You're going to get my Instagram, you get my Facebook. You, it's, you could easily get a hold of me by messaging me on Instagram, on my website, on Facebook. Shape Up With Gigi. Connect at shapeupwithgigi.com. Look at that. Connect at shapeupwithgigi. I love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much for, of course, anytime, education and I'm sure it won't be the last time. I look forward to it. I appreciate you having me on. And I'm so proud of you. Oh, so proud of you. Not everybody can see how she looks right now. And I say looks, you can see it in her eyes. And you look at before and afters. Don't just pay attention to the physical. It's not about that. You can see it in someone's eyes. The eyes don't lie. Eyes don't lie. They are the, yeah, the window to the soul. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Gigi. And with this, thank you so much, Silvertown listeners. This is all done with love for each and every one of you. And I hope that a part of this or all of this has resonated with you because we put our time and energy with love. If you've enjoyed this podcast and found it helpful, tell a friend or someone you know, pass this podcast on. And my information is Viv, founder of SoberIThrive.org. I'm an internationally certified in addiction recovery, other known as a sober coach and a life coach too. My certifications encompass the neuroscience of joyful recovery, roots of addictions, alcohol and its effects, dynamics of professional recovery coaching, motivation to change, right thinking in recovery, family issues in recovery, codependent behaviors in addiction, and ethical and legal issues in professional recovery coaching. Go to my website, soberithrive.org, and book your free, confidential, 30-minute call. We can help create the sober warrior within you.